Welcome to Canadian Crime Chicks. This podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains coarse language. This episode features descriptions of assault, mass murder, incest, and the very rational fear of water and the Zodiac Killer. If you are not offended or disturbed by any of these topics, you are ready for Canadian Crime Chicks. Hey girl, hey! Hey girl, hey! How's it going? It's going good! How are you? Oh, you know, living the dream. Let's uh, get high and talk about crime. My name's Amber. And my name is Brittany. Brittany, this week we're talking about the hint of Kaifik murders, hey? Oh my god, yes we are. I came across this... Honestly, I think... I can't even remember how I came across this. I think it was a TikTok that I seen and I was like oh, holy fucking shit we should do more of these old school um true crime stories so this one happened all the way back in 1922 so literally a hundred years ago at this point you guys it's craziness absolute craziness like that's a long ass time ago isn't it so the farm at Hinter Kaifek was built around the time of 1863. These murders happened in March of 1922 in Germany. They're still, like you said, Brittany, 100 years later, they are unsolved. That's just wild, to be honest. I just, I I find like unsolved ones like the weirdest because it's like, you just, I mean, of course it's 100 years ago. So it's like, we know everybody who's been involved is gone. There's no solving it. It just bugs me. So this family, the Gruber family, is Andreas, the dad, and Cecilia, the mother. Uh, their daughter, Victoria, who was an adult, and she was widowed, and her two children, Cecilia and Joseph, and then as well as the maid. So all of them were found dead together in the house, well, in the, in the area of the house, and they just left them there. Nobody really knows why, or the bodies were stacked in the barn. And it sounds like from the evidence that they could gather, they were kind of like herded in there one at a time. It was pretty sad. At one point, they thought they heard footsteps in their house while they were sleeping, like somebody living in their attic. Mm-hmm. Their previous maid quit. She quit on them because she thought something was in the house or somebody was in the house because she heard things in the attic and nobody took her seriously. And like this was just six months before they died. Yeah. And then they hired another maid who started to hear things in the house, but she wasn't quite sure what it was. Yeah. And like Andreas, he found a paper one time in the house that wasn't a paper that he subscribed to or knew anyone that read this paper. And it wasn't even from like an area that he would go or anything like that. He just found this random newspaper and he could not remember getting a hold of this newspaper. And he even asked the postman about it. And thought maybe it was lost or misdelivered. And nobody, the postman's like, I've never seen that newspaper before. During that time, that was around the same time where all of a sudden there's like mysterious tracks in the snow around their house. You know, when if you live in the country at all or live somewhere, you know who the first tracks are in and out of your farm or in and out of your yard. And this was really fucking bizarre to this guy. Because he's like, um what and he followed the tracks and he followed them to his 
machine room. So like his shop, he followed the tracks there and there was the lock. It was broken. Holy shit. So that just basically says that somebody was in there. He at times had heard footsteps. He refused to talk to the police about it. He talked to the neighbors and said, like, I heard something in the attic, searched the whole house after he heard it, and he couldn't find anything, nothing, just different things, different weird events kept happening at the farm. And like, even friends of the granddaughter, Cecilia, they said, like, there was something up with the mom and there was something going on with the mom and that, you know, she had been fighting with her dad, had been fighting with the grandpa a lot and like not getting along with people and was found like wandering alone in the forest sometimes. And just like a lot of people thought the whole thing with this mom of the little girl and the daughter of these, these parents that were killed, something was going on with her. And a lot of people have suspicions that it had to do with her. Yeah. Between March 31st and April 1st of 1922, that afternoon on March 31st, 1922, which just happened to be a Friday and the maid Maria arrived at the farm and her sister actually brought her to the farm and walked her right up to the door and everything. And after a short stay, she was probably the most likely person to have seen everybody in that household alive. And in that late evening her seven-year-old and her parents were lured into the barn through the stable where they just happened to be murdered one at a time and the perpetrator or perpetrators killed the family with blows to the head the perpetrator moved into the living room quarters where with the same murder weapon killed the rest of the family in their bed chambers the tool that they used not necessarily commonly used anymore it's more used for like chopping it's kind of similar to a pickaxe kind of like a machete almost yeah like one side is the cutter and the other part is used almost like a vertical blade so one vertical blade and one horizontal blade a lot of firefighters use something like this and like, it's really, I don't know, it's not necessarily a tool everyone would have, but because they, you know, were farmers and they were hauling their own rows and stuff, this tool was really helpful. It kind of would have the similar force to a hammer or an axe with the downward motion because it has a longer handle. So they basically chopped them or hacked these people to death so that the grandma and the grandpa, the daughter, and then the granddaughter were killed in the barn and like they were lured in one at a time so I don't know if they were tied up or what but they were all killed one at a time and then stacked on top of each other and that's when he went into the house and murdered the youngest Joseph and murdered the maid at the same time that must have taken a long time it didn't just take two minutes that took a bit of time to get done that's twisted Yeah, between the time the family was last seen to the time that the bodies were discovered was like roughly four days. Someone was coming to the area. They were door-to-door salesmen. Um, Back in those days, lots of people would go door-to-door and sell different things. And they knocked on the windows and doors and walked around the yard. And then they noticed that the gate was open before they they decided to leave. They kind of noted this, but didn't really do anything about it. They just remembered it. What kind of set the alarm off for the community was that Celia didn't go to school for a few days. And then they didn't show up to church. 
And people thought that was really odd because they went every week and they were very devout and lots of people were very concerned about that. Not hearing from them, her not going to school, hadn't heard anything. Finally, a neighbor went to their place. He kind of looked around, did his work and left after a few hours. And he thought it was odd that no one was around because he had made arrangements to be there and do the work. But he's like, eh, whatever. And he kind of carried on and did his thing, which blows my mind. It's like, I don't know, like me, I guess the time was different back then, but like, I'd never go to the neighbor's house and just like start working on something and hope they shut, you know, don't show up or show up or I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah. Like it just seems so strange to me. And then finally, you know, a, a neighbor sent his, his boys over to see if they could contact the family because nobody had heard from them and people were starting to kind of worry. The kids, they were nine years old and 16 years old, found the bodies. And like, can you imagine? Yeah, that's insane to me. Like, just the way all of this happened. And to be honest, if this happened in today's day and age, the murderers would probably have been caught a lot quicker. But because it's 1922, which is 100 years ago, we didn't have the technology back then like we do now. You know what I mean? So like you aren't mm-hmm. able to track fingerprints or footprints or pieces of hair. You All you literally have to go on is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's really, I don't know, like especially when you talk about the word of mouth thing, you talk about that in specific a lot of the things that happened were you know people people started rumors and people speculated over who it could be and what might be going on and some people said that they thought that maybe it was victoria's husband he was killed in the war but people maybe thought that maybe he didn't actually die in the war he came back they said you know well we don't even know if that boy that child joseph is really his son because years prior andreas was actually convicted of incest Ooh. so people thought maybe that young kid was actually a product of the incest between andreas and victoria who actually were charged fined everything they went to court over being in an incestuous relationship and people knew that people talked about that and so the rumor maybe was that it was Victoria's husband and people were kind of saying that maybe he was caught as like maybe a spy and brainwashed during the war or whatever. And it was just like a big kind of thing that went on in the community that people talked about that. Another one of the things that was said was maybe she had an affair with another man in the village and that she was kind of sneaking around with this guy and that maybe just maybe he was actually the father of her son and he was the one that sent over his boys to check on if everything was okay and like why would he be so worried and people thought that was really strange that he was so worried about the family and like why didn't he just stick his nose in his own business kind of thing And it made him a suspect, which I think is really odd. Like, 
if someone say is is doing a crime or did something bad, do you really think he'd send his kids to go check and see, like find the bodies? Do you really like I don't know if he'd put himself in that position? Yeah, I feel like that's just a bit strange. I feel like if you're guilty of something, yeah, of course you're gonna think about them and you're gonna wanna send somebody over to check on them. But at the same time, I feel like why would you do that and put your name out there and then your name's out there and then you automatically become a suspect at the same time? Exactly. Like, I feel like you're just putting yourself out there too much. Mm-hmm. Like, if you did do it, I feel like if you did do it, you would just hide in the shadows and not do anything and not even go check on them. I agree. Sense. And like, I thought that that was really weird and that one really bugged me. A lot of people thought he did it and he actually faced a lot of persecution in the town and people would call him the murderer of Hinter Kaifek and like yell things at him and scream things at him. So finally he got really pissed off and he sued someone over it and said like that's slander. So he took it all the way to court for slander and he went and he won some money because people were damaging his reputation. He was very proud of that. He was very proud of the fact that he won all these lawsuits about this. And I just thought that was fucking strange. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Some other things that people thought maybe happened was there were these brothers, Adolf and Anton Gump. And they... Yes, the Gump brothers, they were known as. Yeah. Their sister claimed that... They committed the murders and one like Adolf was dead, but Anton was still alive and Anton swore. Nope, that's not true. That couldn't have been possible. It wasn't me. It wasn't me against everything. And so they actually court martialed him and took him to court. He could not be proven that he took part in it. Nothing said that Anton was, was the guy and he was really obsessed with you know, vindication. So I don't know that one I didn't really think was a good option. I'm thinking the boyfriend, you know, the boyfriend really is what I think she probably finally just was ready to call it off with the boyfriend or wanted something more from him that he couldn't give her and he lost it. There's so many things that people believe could have been the truth. Different people say different things. And you know, one of the other things that was presented was there was a serial killer in the area at the time like there was just lots of different things that possibly could have been what actually happened and none of it really fucking made sense to me other than the boyfriend theory honestly i totally agree with you that with that there's so many suspects in this story that it's really hard to determine like who Mm -hmm. you think he could be Hello Canadian Crime Chick listeners, it's producer David. Just taking a little minute to tell you about Buzzsprout. We host our podcast on Buzzsprout and if you're doing a podcast, you should too. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Within minutes, of finishing your recording. If you follow the link in the show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and they'll send you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. Help support our show, and it'll help give you some Amazon money to buy some new equipment for your show, but you don't need new equipment to start a podcast. 
You can do it with whatever you have lying around at home. There are ways to record a podcast on your smartphone, your laptop, or you can get yourself a nice microphone to sound all professional. Buzzsprout gives you a great-looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, and tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. There are over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout, and you should too. Again, go to the show notes, click on the link, and start using Buzzsprout today for your $20 Amazon gift card. And now, back to the episode. It literally could have been somebody living in their walls in the attic. I don't know. I remember watching this movie one time where this person was living in their walls in this person's attic and nobody ever knew and their house caught on fire. And this dude just murdered the whole family and nobody ever knew because there was no trace of like a break in or anything because he lived in the walls. That movie has literally traumatized me because I think about that all the time. I'm like, oh my God, what if? Like, you know, it's probably not a thing and it can't happen. But at the same time, there's that little part of you that is like, what if? That's so fucked up. Like, that's my worst nightmare. I just think it's so weird. And it's one of those things that really bugs me too. But like, I think my lucky stars don't have an attic in my house. And it's like, yeah, thank you. Like, I don't have thick walls. I don't have anywhere for anybody to hide in. So it's like, no, I'm safe. I'm safe from the baddies. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I live in a rental. I have no idea if there's an attic in this house. Oh, like, for sure there isn't one in my house, and I'm glad I count my lucky stars every day that there isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I couldn't, I couldn't. When people mention an addict, I'm like, oh my god, have you been up there? Like, do you have stuff up there? Do do you have to go up there? (laughs) I couldn't. Addicts just aren't my thing. (laughs) My mom and dad lived in the same house for, like, basically my whole life, and, like, 30 plus years they've lived in that house as of right now. It is so amazing to me that they've never been in one part of the attic. And I was just like, why? Like, why wouldn't you look up there? My mom's like, fuck that. I don't need it. Whatever's up there can fucking stay up there. Nope. And like refused to go up there. And then one time this ceiling got a drip and she was like, I'll pay you to go up there. I'm like, fuck that. You won't go up there. I'm not going up there. (laughs) I don't blame you. No fucking way. Sorry. You're on your own, bitch. I treat addicts like I treat water. I am terrified of water. Absolutely terrified. If I cannot see the bottom, I am not going in it. Because like, fuck, am I about to be sucked down by something scary? Yeah, you know, I used to be that way. I, I'm i okay now with water. I don't love it. But like, if I have if I have a life jacket on, I'm good. Like, I know I'm okay if I have a life jacket on. After that, it's like, mm, I don't know, like, I went canoeing for the first few times this year. And like in the last year, and I really actually enjoyed it. But like, when I was in high school, they forced us to take canoeing. And I had a fucking panic attack. I'm like, nope, I'm not getting in that water. And like, was not having it. I was very scared of water when I was in my youth. And now it's like, oh, fuck, I just bought a boat. Like, I just- <laughs> You're like, what do I do now? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. So my grandma has a cottage on Cape Cod down in Boston. And she has a kayak. And I remember I'm like kayaking. And I'm like, don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. Because I know for a fact, if I look down, I'm going to start panicking. 
because I am terrified, even if I see it's just a rock at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and so I'm like moving along and my dumb ass decides to look down. And of course, all I see is a rock as to be expected. And I just start panicking and I just sit there very still. I'm like, hey, no, I got to get back. This is too scary. Like, how do I go? What do I do? I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, no. Oh, no. I was in panic mode. I mean, obviously, I eventually got the courage to go back. But holy shit, I'm terrified of water. Mm -hmm. I'm so scared. Because if you think about it, I believe it's only like 10% of the ocean has been discovered. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like Space has been more discovered than the ocean. Yeah. Like What have we found in the ocean that we don't want to deal with? <sighs> right? And like, you don't know. Like, it's deep. There could be something big as fuck down there that you don't know about. What if it's the Megalodon? The Megalodon can be a thing. It could be. I mean... It could be. It technically could be. Probably not, but maybe. Possibly. But, like, I don't know. I try not to think about things that I can't wrap my head around, like, too much, because then it just gives me anxiety. So I just, like, try very, very, very hard to, like, mm, think about, like, not overwhelming stuff. You know what I mean? Just one of those things I like to do. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I wish I could be on. I, I wish I could do that. But at times, my head goes into things, into, like, places that I can't control. And it's just kind of, like... It's kind of like you get you jump down a rabbit hole without meaning to jump down a rabbit hole. Yeah, you didn't mean to, and it's like all you know, whatever. You're going fucking crazy because you're thinking like, mm, "Am I nuts? Am I not nuts? Like, am I going down this rabbit hole for a reason?" Any of it. I know, right? So we totally got off topic there. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. Yeah, but it happens. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes a good story, I find. <laughs> I was thinking more about the whole thing. I've seen there's a few documentaries out there. There's more modern investigations being done. Um, you know, there was some some police investigations done in Germany, you know, years ago. And then they redid them in 2007. There's all kinds of different stuff that goes on with this case. Yeah, no, there, there's... So much. They had about, I believe it was about eight, between seven to nine actually suspects. They believe that murdered this family. They were never able to prove it or anything like that, though. So to this day, it still remains unsolved a hundred years later, which it's wild to me because it also reminds me of the Zodiac Killer. We're not allowed to talk about the Zodiac Killer, Brittany. Nobody talks about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> So, don't even get me started on the Zodiac Killer. We're not allowed to talk about the Zodiac Killer. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on for hours about that one. Oh, my God. There's a documentary about it, but I remember watching it, and it was so detailed. The FBI got in somebody's house, and they were putting bugs under the tables and everything to listen in. And at one point, they thought this person could be the Zodiac Killer. And, like, he wasn't even on their suspect list. Like, truthfully, wholly, honestly, he wasn't even on their suspect list. He wasn't. He was, I believe he was just a doctor or something like that, wasn't he? I don't know, but we're not supposed to talk about it. Don't talk about the Zodiac Killer. That was our <laughs> one rule. That's the one case we're not allowed to cover, the Zodiac Killer. 
We can we can cover anything and everything else. But no Zodiac killer. He's awful. <laughs> He's David's boyfriend. So. Now everybody's gonna be asking us like, what do you mean? Why can't you talk about him? David David hates the Zodiac killer. It's his like biggest nope nope. Why? Well, see. Now that David knows that he's dead and gone, it's okay. But before he knew that he was dead and gone, he was like, it's a real thing. It could actually happen. The Zodiac Killer could come and kill me. So he's like, just hates the Zodiac Killer. And it's been an irrational fear of his since he was a kid. So he's all like, no Zodiac Killer. I don't want to talk about the Zodiac Killer. Oh, David. Uh... I know. But it happens. You know, we all have our fears. And... He's gone now. I promise he will never come and get you. Now, now we know that, but before we didn't have definitive proof. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta be, be on the lookout for things like the Zodiac Killer and not being in the same geographical location. Just keep your mind open on anything but the Zodiac Killer. Okay. There was even books written about this whole massacre. There's been lots of different things. There's been lots of different working theories, if you will about what happened at Hunter Kaifik. And I don't know if they'll ever find out. There's always constantly people looking into it, reading about it, writing about it, doing more things with it. And it just, it gets to one of those things where what more can they do with the evidence that they already have? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's really nothing else they can do except just guess at this point. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. But if, if I had to put money on it, I'd put my money on the boyfriend. Uh, honestly, I think I agree with you on that one. It has to be the boyfriend. Uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. No, like, it doesn't. You just randomly find a footprint in the snow, a sound coming from the walls. The sounds from the walls should be a dead giveaway. You'd think, but in this case, I don't know. I think though, like, if I really think about it, and and think like fuck if I heard noises in my wall, I'd be like, peace out, bye. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I would be burning that fucking house down. Just just like I seen a spider. If I seen a spider, you know, sorry, that house is burning to the ground. I no longer live in it. <laughs> Game over, bitches. I don't live here anymore. <laughs> Insurance, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to disclose the name of my home insurer on on this podcast. <laughs> Obviously. <sighs> Anyways, that's all we know about the massacre at Hunter Kaifek. Thank you for listening to Canadian Crime Chicks. Click the link in our show notes and sign up with Buzzsprout for a $20 Amazon gift card. Follow at Can Crime Chicks on Twitter to vote on polls. Follow at Canadian Crime Chicks on Instagram to hear about future episodes and see pictures from previous episodes. If you have a crime you want to hear about or a crime you want to talk about, email CanadianCrimeChicks at gmail.com. Spread the word about Canadian Crime Chicks, rate and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Music is Anxiety by Kai Angle, produced by David Johnson. New episodes, Saturdays.